Okay. Hey guys, this is Chance Harvey here with Connor Spears. Hello, I'm Connor Spears. And <laughs> and this is our first episode of the Big Thinkers podcast, uh, where we will discuss philosophical topics, maybe uh, have a debate or just an open discussion about uh, certain things. And today's episode, the first episode, is going to be about justice. Specifically, the justice in a Japanese anime anime TV show called Death Note. In Death Note, a teenager named Light Yagami receives this journal called the Death Note. And with the Death Note, he can write someone's name in it, and they will die however he chooses. And he uses this power to act as a martyr for quote, his new world, and he will kill off people that he decides are bad and save the people who he decides are good in trying to make this perfect moral world without any criminals, murderers, anything like that. Even petty criminals he begins going into. And kind of the antagonist, protagonist, however you see it, a detective, another teenager named L is going against him and he thinks what he's doing is wrong so he tries to track down light and in each of their own ways they think they are both right so Mm -hmm. kind of the discussion we want to go off of is i mean who is right like is there someone that is necessarily right and why Mm -hmm. yeah so maybe we could like try taking opposing perspectives like one person trying to justify what L's doing and one person justifying what Kira's doing yeah yeah sure okay. absolutely so um the thing about the show is it's it's such a does such a wonderful job of not necessarily saying something specific about justice mm-hmm. it's not necessarily making any claims about who's right or who's wrong it just kind of leaves it open even at the end it leaves it open to decide who is right so um at first i i could see where kira or light rather was coming from like this is maybe not such a bad thing even though um yeah i guess i'll just make the came i'll just make the claim for light okay so um he's basically saying that the ends justify the means in this situation. His ends being a perfect world where there's no crime and everyone is moral by his own uh, judgment. So I, I think this could be right. Just like if I am light and I decide with my own judgment, what is moral and what is wrong. And I start killing these people to try to make the perfect world. It's kind of this quasi utilitarian view. It could be argued that it's utilitarian and, and not. Um, But yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it definitely is like a, a consequentialist view in the sense that he doesn't really care about the steps to reach his world, but all he cares is that the world is reached. Um, but I, I, I feel like the problem um, in that view is that he he implicitly removes himself 
from the world that he's talking about as though he, I mean, he basically elevates himself to God status. If you've seen the show, then you probably know what we're talking about. Um, and in giving himself the authority to essentially be the moral arbiter of all situations, he's removing himself from his own moral system, or at least he's, he's placing himself arbitrarily high on his moral system as opposed to everyone else. Um, yeah. And, and, and the other problem that comes from that is like, I, this wasn't super clear in the show, but I would ask like, what happens once the world is reached the ideal world? Like, is he stopping the murders? Is, is that something that ends once the ideal world is reached or yeah. Yeah. I mean, I mean, that that's a really good question. He, he kind of goes, he places himself at this as this martyr role, which I don't necessarily believe because he's kind of has, I mean, near the end of the show, he's just really overtaken with power, really. Mm-hmm. And it seems like he's not giving himself up. It seems like he, he even says that he's never been happier. So it's not, yeah. this, he's not putting himself through this horrible process to make the world better. I mean, he's pretty much making himself right, right. to make the world better. I, I mean, yeah, it seems like he actually enjoys the process yeah. of killing weird dude yeah 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 you were you were talking about kind of the um he's removing himself from the situation Mm -hmm. like even his uh light's partner uh in crime uh someone named ryuk has discussed it when like if you're killing everyone because they are bad and they're doing all these heinous crimes then aren't you just as bad as them? Why are you exempt from this system? Yeah, exactly. I mean, if you wanted to talk about it, like with the categorical imperative, it's really, I mean, through that ethical system, at least it's really easy to see why his position is not justifiable, not justifiable. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And the other question is like, at first you would kind of think it's utilitarianism because he's making the, like he's doing this thing to help the entire world, but it's, he's, he's kind of claiming that the people that he's killing off aren't necessarily a part of the world. Yeah. And nobody loves them and they're completely separate from everything else. Mm, yeah. Very true. I mean, his utilitarian system is just like all utilitarian systems, totally arbitrary. I mean, I I don't think we as the viewers know how exactly he's measuring utility, how he would be choosing. Like, is he killing all? He he does kill petty criminals, right? Okay, so he's making the assumption that killing a petty criminal is a net positive for the world. Not sure how he's reaching that conclusion, but... I mean, it, I feel like that, that would also be hard to justify from a utilitarian perspective. Yeah. To justify definitely. his role, I guess, and his power. Yeah. Another concern I have about Light's um, philosophy is he's, he's aiming at this perfect mm-hmm. world 
where everyone is moral by his own yeah. standards. But, I mean, I don't know if you could technically count the world that he lives in as moral because, as, you, as you'll see through the show, or I, as I can just tell you now, the crime rate significantly goes down. But people are, it's not out of like, wow, this right. is really the right yeah. thing to do. But it's more out of fear that they'll die. No, yeah, th- yeah that's totally true. Um, it's almost like a Machiavellian type of ethics, which is, it's almost like the idea that the, the ethical decisions themselves are what matters and not where those decisions are coming from. Because I, I feel like most people today would agree that an ethical decision that's forced through fear of death is not a genuine ethical decision. And so his yeah. world basically becomes completely devoid of all morality. It's like a... And just only a f- it's filled with fear, yeah. really. Which is, I mean, yeah. he, I guess that he would call that his ideal world. But, yeah, I guess he would. Yeah. Yeah. And going into uh, Justice Moore, in Plato's Republic, uh, Glaucon kind of talks about how justice isn't necessarily something people want. Mm-hmm. Like he, he, he talks about how the only reason that people care about justice is to better their appearance or like they'll only do just things or rather they won't do unjust things if their position can be scrutinized mm-hmm. against and lower their reputation. Like one thing I like to mm-hmm. think about is like, what would you do if you had an invisibi- invisibility cloak at all time? If you had total anonymity? Anonymity? <laughs> Something, like, Something that. like that. At all, yeah. at all times. I mean, I, I just couldn't, like, very few things I would do would be, by today's standards, morally uh-huh. correct. Like, you would, like, steal money or, like, spy on people. Right. Um. But I mean, that's that's kind of the thing that, yeah. And another part of the story is that light. I mean, is no one knows. Uh, yeah. At some yeah. at some point, nobody knows who is doing right. all this killing and how they're doing it. So he has this anonymous role, and he, where he can just do what he wants, and his position and reputation is completely clear from uh-huh. judgment. Yeah, I, that's yeah. a great point to bring up because. I mean, it makes me think, like, especially in modern society with the role of things like social media and things that allow us to sort of project all of our, project our virtue out into the public. It, it makes me think, like, what, what percentage of, I mean, to what extent are our ethical acts or our moral uh, perspectives completely done as a sort of performance to the world or a sort of way to signal virtue and specifically virtue that a kind of virtue that the public would like to see versus is that is that actually are those are our actual ethical ideas or are they just us projecting outward what we think is going to get us the most popularity points 
you know, if you know what I mean. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that's a totally good point. And really, if you think into your own life, like, um, like ch- a lot of charity, especially done today, is so highly mm-hmm. publicized. Yeah. Like in like people in the NFL will go do all these wonderful acts of charity, and I'm not saying they shouldn't do that or that's bad, but I am saying that it may be done to better their reputation. Right. So uh, I I think in a sense, you could say that those types of ethical acts are motivated in the same way that you you can almost make a parallel to the society that light would want, which is one in which people's ethical acts are sort of obligated indirectly out, out of fear. Yeah. You can almost make a parallel to doing ethical acts that are obligated out of fear for social social exclusion wow. you know what i mean yeah that's actually really true I've, i mean I've they're kind of similar of things. like that's yeah. yeah very similar like it's not necessarily out of fear it's not uh you're not trying to go against a ne- yeah. negative but you're trying to exactly. go exactly they're both done not because you think it's it's the ethically correct thing to do, but because you yourself think there's some net benefit for yourself by, by doing this. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. That, those are really good points. So kind of back to the um, death note. One thing that's discussed through the show or even in the beginning episodes, mostly is like responsibility. Mm-hmm. Like, Light has this amazing power. And in the first episode, he, he discusses, like, it's his responsibility. Like, yeah. he has to do something with this power. Like, is it wrong for him to do nothing? Like, is he, like, why shouldn't he do something, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Um, it, it, all, it almost reminds me of, like, the yeah. um, rail cart, that, that hypothetical scenario, like the trolley problem. Mm-hmm. Um, is it yeah. like if you have the opportunity to push the fat guy over and save the five lives of the people on the tracks and you don't do it, is that a morally wrong decision because you're, you're, you're not taking advantage of the opportunity to save lives? Or I guess the broader question is, yeah. is it morally wrong to ignore suffering or or is it morally wrong to not relieve suffering when you have the opportunity? And that, yeah, yeah, I, I don't, I honestly don't know the. Yeah, it's a tough question. To question it's, it's a tough question. I mean, it also makes me think about this um, another hypothetical scenario, which is like where you see this girl drowning. I think I might have talked to you about this before. You see this girl drowning in a fountain like five feet away from you and you have the opportunity yeah. and it's in a public setting. There's a bunch of other people walking around and if you don't save her, she's going to die, but you're going to get your shoes dirty or something. It's like, are you morally obligated to save yeah. her? And most people would immediately say yes. But at the same time, going back to like the charity thing, are you right now? You could probably donate like 20 bucks and the same cost as a new pair of shoes you could donate that money to a charity and probably mm-hmm. save the life of the life of another kid somewhere in the world. And so are you morally 
yeah. obligated to do that? And I think most people would say no. And then, yeah, yeah. And, like, especially in today's society, that's yeah. definitely not the case. Like, you would never, like, make it necessary for someone to give to someone they don't know. Eh, that's not necessarily mm-hmm. true. But I think the real um, crux of the argument is emotion, uh-huh. at least for this responsibility. Like, if, if the, with a girl on the street, you see her, you see her peril, you... um you can uh-huh. kind of empathize with her like wow this like this is must be really really scary i've got to yeah. do something right now but with someone on the other side of the world that you don't know their name you don't know their face you don't know anything about them other than yeah you exactly. don't know anything really <laughs> like why should you why should you even think about mm-hmm. doing something like that Just, yeah, yeah it's like um sentimentalism i think it's like the name of the ethical framework where it's like yeah we do the ethical decisions we make are completely based on our emotional reactions to the issues and not i mean it oh sorry you're cutting out there a little bit connor is it okay okay yeah you're okay now. yeah it's like sentimentalism where the the moral choices we make are completely contingent on our emotional reactions to the problems rather than us actually trying to you know, maximize global happiness or, or anything like that. Yeah. Really, when you think about it, I mean, that's kind of how, yeah, eh, I, how we work. I guess I'll say that's I, how I act. I, I agree. I mean, I think act, I would say. the human being human, that's how you act. I mean, that's kind of yeah. the human condition. We're, we're kind of, you know, yeah. slaves to our emotional impulses. I think you could also make a, yeah, absolutely. make an argument that in that same scenario that the moral act that we would prefer doing, saving the, ch- the child, is because it's more of a p- performative act because there's people watching and we feel like if we didn't yeah. save the child, we would be shunned, certainly, from society certainly. for not saving the child. So. Yeah, I'm, even if no one, even if no one was there, and, and she was just out in the middle of the forest, you would feel obligated, like uh-huh. you had to do this, because it's not necessarily that you're avoiding people giving you all these like dirty looks or shunning you, but like it's the idea that if I save this girl, like she will be so grateful to me, and her family yeah. will. I'll bring her home to her family and her family will thank me profusely. And it's the striving for the betterment of your own. No. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's a striving to end the sadness associated with you seeing her in that condition. You don't want to experience the, the, the sadness induced by that scenario. So you want that to end. You could even argue you, you don't care about her sadness you or, or her suffering you you yeah, care about saving her to stop your sadness from seeing her suffering i mean that's like a yeah yeah and, and, and once that's kind of determined um the real question is would is the um reason that you're doing this is it for giving 
being the betterment of your own condition, like you have, will have a better reputation mm-hmm. um, if you save this girl, or is it, I no longer want to see right. this, you know, like I, this, it would, it would hurt me. Is it like going against hurting you or is it going towards yeah. helping you? It's probably a, a combination of both, I would think. Yeah. It's probably a combination of both, really. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'm certainly. Sure. And when, when I thought about the whole, the mm-hmm. light versus L, back to that, I think position, position is so fundamental uh-huh. to the argument. Like, if I were light, I could make. I could easily justify my position. And I think if I had the notebook, if it fell into my lap, I think I would do a similar thing Mm. to what light did. But if I was in the position of L the detective, I think I would say like, Hey, this is bad. This is wrong. This should not be happening just because um, it may lead to a better world. You can't be killing all these people. I think I would try to track him down and find him. Yeah. I I think that hmm, yeah. I I feel like the the fact that we can justify both decisions uh, stems from the idea that we think that we are inherently morally virtuous to everyone else. Kind of an implicit assumption we have as human beings, and so you could say that if I if I were light or if I were uh, yeah if I were light, my moral decisions are are infallible. There's no such thing as me making a mistake and falsely killing someone or me actually messing up and turning society into, you know, an apocalyptic dystopia. And then at the same time, you could say if I were L, since I'm the morally superior human being, I need to save our society from this tyrant who we can't trust with the power. So I, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so no, I, I mean, I think it just it it goes to show that how important context is when we're discussing morality at all, and how important subjectivity is, mm-hmm. which are things that you can't really avoid. Yeah. I mean, you can try to make moral systems that that don't consider subjectivity directly, like utilitarianism, or um, to a lesser extent, the categorical imperative. But it just goes to show that we we have to consider subjectivity when we're looking at every single moral decision that people make. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, light subscribes to this theory of justice, like called the ideal theory. um, Mm -hmm. Rawls coined this term. Um, And he tries to find, he imagines an ideal world and where everyone is completely morally right um, Mm -hmm. at all times. And anyone that doesn't have these characteristics of the ideal world is wrong. And anyone who does have the, uh, these characteristics is right and who will be kept. And L uses a train of thoughts um, called mm-hmm. injustice theory. And I think this was coined by Miss um, Zacks. And where he just tries to find certain acts and he'll that are wrong like he, he sees he sees light the killer and he can easily point out that hey this is wrong 
he's not necessarily saying that anything mm-hmm. else is right, but he's saying this is wrong. Oh, I see. That. So, yeah, yeah. Um, but I don't. I think they're. It's pretty subjective to go to choose whether which system is correct. I think the ideal theory, ideal world theory, um, is is too general. Like you can't. In all situations, if someone doesn't have these characteristics that you arbitrarily imagine mm-hmm. that this society has, then they're just yeah. wrong. I, I think that's weird. I think it's a lot easier to do what L's doing and just see someone robbing a store uh-huh. and say, that's yeah. wrong. You can't do it, that. But it doesn't really count yeah. for what's right. It, it kind of seems to me like ideal world theory is a completely dehumanizing theory. In the sense that what you're mm-hmm. fighting for through every decision you you make is a specific kind of world and a specific kind of people yeah. living in that world, which is sort of independent from what the people themselves actually want through through their subjective experiences. Whereas you know L's yeah. theory is more tied to the to humanity in the sense that he wants to stop acts that are causing that are directly causing human suffering or that are just morally wrong through his perspective. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And injustice theory was a little bit weird to me because it made me think that like going back to the example Mm -hmm. of like a robber, if you see a robber in a store stealing something, you think that's yeah. wrong, certainly. But it's not making that claim is not necessarily saying that. Oh yeah. If you don't rob the store, that's not right. You wouldn't see someone going along, going with their business and buying a Twinkie from the grocery store and say that guy is really moral. He what he's yeah. doing right there is really right. That's a really good point. Yeah. It makes me wonder, like, when we're thinking about whether certain things are morally right and morally wrong, we kind of assume that there's that we're operating from some sort of neutral ground, like that, like, like there's such yeah. thing as a person who's completely morally ambivalent, who has no there's no more morality associated with their actions, and then from that from that place, it's possible to either be net bad or net good morally but i mean we're we're implicitly assuming that there's such thing as morally ambivalent or you know like zero morality not good not bad but i don't know how you would how you could possibly define that that place that mm -hmm. yeah i yeah, I think, I mean, in our next episode, I think we're going to talk about morality and go into um, the deeper ideas and specific thinkers and objectivity and, and inherent good versus evil, mm-hmm. things like that. So kind of just to wrap up what um, our discussion of light versus L, which one is right, I think the conclusion that I've come to is that position, context, and one's own subjectivity 
kind of rules the like if i were light i would say i would do what he did and if i was l mm-hmm. i would say the counter so i mean it, it really just goes back to subjectivity and you can't you can't really say who's right because right. there can be justifications for both yeah yeah um yeah i guess the way i would conclude is i would, i mean i agree with the conclude all the conclusions you've reached i uh, it's a really tough moral problem from any perspective. Um, but it also just reminds me of the fact that as human beings, we're so egotistical that, that we, we assume ourselves to be the highest um, moral arbiters in our world and that we can pretty much justify any action we take by creating new moral reasoning to, to justify the action post-fact, post post-action. And yeah. so I, I think that that whole uh, light uh, L scenario could sort of uh, serve, serves as a pretty good um, uh, demonstration of all this stuff that we're talking about. So, yeah. Yeah. Well, absolutely. Yeah. Thanks so much, Connor. And um, we'll see you guys right. in the next episode. Take care.